0: The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Roads Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and backroads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. This show is brought to you through the good friendship and the good graces of our friends at Sabre. Did you know? that there are 38,000 carjackings and 6 million car accidents occurring each year in the U.S. Now you can protect yourself and your family with Sabre's new Safe Escape automotive tool. The only 3-in-1 car tool of its kind, the Safe Escape features a seatbelt cutter, a stainless steel glass breaker, and Sabre's maximum strength pepper gel. Protect yourself and your family with the new Safe Escape from Sabre. Available now on SabreRed.com. That's S-A-B-R-E-R-E-D.com. Use the offer code AmericanRoad to to receive 20% off of your purchase. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for being with us. Any of you, and that's a lot of you, who are friends of places where you love to meet and greet and eat along the byways of America, particularly along the Mother Road, Route 66, will be thrilled by today's show because we have caught up with the very busy Holly Barker, who is co-proprietor, and I might say co-rescuer, of a place called the Launching Pad. It's a very popular stop along Route 66 in Wilmington, Illinois. It is now grandly reopened, the Launching Pad, that is, with Holly Barker and Tully Garrett, making sure that all is as it was to serve the needs of today with touches of yesterday and bringing up all that wonderful nostalgia. So today, having caught up with Holly Barker, let's introduce this lady and find out more about this wonderful place that was and is again. Holly, welcome to the show.
1: Wow, thank you for uh, such a warm welcome. I very much appreciate being a part of the show today. Thank you so much for reaching out to me today.
0: Our pleasure. And when you talk about warm welcomes, I'm thinking, Holly, that anybody stopping by in Willington, Illinois, even this time of year as we're wrapping up winter, they would get a warm welcome and a piece of yesteryear to take home with them wherever home is by visiting the launching pad. And I'll say right off the bat. Kudos to you and your partner, Tully Garrett, for bringing the launching pad back to life because I understand that it was closed for several years and was actually in a state of disrepair when the two of you decided that you were going to revive it.
1: Absolutely. Most definitely. It ran very successfully. The restaurant actually started as the Dairy Delight back in 1956. And uh, the owners at that time, John and Bernice Korlick, were amazing entrepreneurs. And in 1965, they had been doing so well that they expanded their restaurant from a small little hot dog stand with ice cream into a full-fledged restaurant. And it was right in the middle of the space race between the Russians and the U.S. getting to the moon. It was the Gemini Space Missions Program. And so they, um, they captured the essence of that time frame. They uh, changed the name to the launching pad, and they actually found the Gemini Giant, or the Muffler Man, at a uh, restaurant association convention in downtown Chicago. And so they purchased him back then in 1965 for like $3,000, which is a lot of money in today compared to, yes, you know, extrapolated into today. And they brought him down. They ran a little contest in the community, and a little girl who was six years old won the contest. They named him the Gemini Giant, and he basically had the spaceman theme. And so they also renamed the uh, the Dairy Delight into the Launching Pad. So that just captivated um, visitors and travelers who were going down Route 66, and it just turned into a, a phenomenon both locally and nationally and internationally. Um, they that uh, the company the the the, the The family ran the business very successfully for almost 47 years. And they didn't have a successor at the time. They were retiring, and uh, they did sell it to a gentleman. And it just, maybe his heart wasn't in it. It, Whatever the the issue was, it basically ran into the ground in about two and a half years. And it stayed closed for almost five years in complete disrepair. Um, When Polly and I first came upon it, it almost looked like it was kind of, lost in time, like 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 a Jurassic Park movie where you would go in and see a building that looked like everybody ran out, and that was the last minute that anybody was ever in the building. I mean, there was still coats hanging on the wall. There was still grease in the fryers, There was a huge mud puddle, not well, a puddle of water in the main dining room area. It really, truly was in complete disrepair. But Tully and I are all about, we saw a vision of what this place was, what it could be, um, we have a, a real love of nostalgia, um, of you know Americana nostalgia. So what we've tried to do in this renovation process is capture the essence of what it was before and then also be a place of making new good memories in the future for everyone. And so it's been a real amazing blessing and opportunity. We've been going through the renovation process for about, a year and a half now, and we have had the kitchen open for less than a month now, and it keeps getting better and better, so yeah, we're very happy, and uh, we think there's a lot of good things on the horizon, we're going to have cruise nights, car shows, all those kind of things, so yeah.
0: I love your your sense of promotion and nostalgia and I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. I'm sure this project is going to succeed brilliantly. In fact, it was anticipated, Holly, that you would be successful, you and Tully, in the spring 2018 issue of American Road Magazine. There was an article about the launching pad before the grand reopening, but as I say, it was anticipated. And here you're telling me all the things that any road traveler would want to hear. In fact, I'd like to quote you, Holly, because the local newspaper naturally picked up this story and what they wrote recently about about the launching pad, the Gemini giant, which we'll get more into in a moment there, and about your work and Tully's. You're quoted Holly as saying, "This is a culmination of everything that's important to us," and you added that we yes. want to keep the nostalgia. That's you're doing. But what a quote! A culmination of everything that's important to us. That tells me there is a backstory, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear it.
1: Sure, I'd love to tell you the backstory. So it kind of comes from a sense of sadness and tragedy, in that both of us are young people. Um, I'm in my 40s, Tully's in his 50s, and we both lost our spouses to cancer um, within the last five years. Tully's wife was 46, and my husband was 41 at the time. Mm. We were raising uh, three boys, and we met due to the fact that we are both widow and widower. And so we wanted to kind of um, amalgamate our families together, and we are all about creating new good memories. Our lives aren't over and the interesting thing is I moved up from North Carolina to be with him here in Illinois. And he, uh, we set aside uh, actually every Thursday to go on a date day and get out and go do something and have fun. So back in, uh, I think it was September of 2017, uh, we he loves um, antiquing. So there's this wonderful little antique district down here in Wilmington. And he didn't actually know a whole lot about Route 66 and he's like let's just take a little date day and we'll go down Route 66 let's go to Wilmington we'll come down here and do some antiquing and by the way there's this really neat old you know uh, restaurant that's in disrepair, and I want you to see this statue out there and I was like okay let's go so we just got in our our, our little um, cruiser and we, we went on down the road we were having a wonderful day and we pulled into this place and I just saw this vision Nights for Tully. He's a car guy. I saw um, the opportunity for merchandising and memorabilia and all of those things that are important to him. We have a, a museum within the building now, and I saw this location within the building. It's about a thousand square foot room, and I, I you know, he's a collector of all kinds of Americana memorabilia. And I'm like, this is a perfect space for you to be able to bring that stuff out of the closet and bring it out there so other people can enjoy it and see it. There's a tiny room in the back of the restaurant, and um, I had started a national grief organization about two years ago. We have about 50,000 members in our online grief group on Facebook. It's called Grief Anonymous, and I had been searching for two years for the perfect location to start my local program, and so I saw that as an opportunity for us to be ground zero for the work that I'm doing in the grieving community for support, and then I also saw the fact that you know, I had worked in restaurants for 10 years. I always had it in the back of my mind. Wouldn't it be awesome if I had a little cafe, you know, to run and, and, and have a good time? And both Holly and I have had all our lives pretty much taken away from us. You no, know, we didn't lose our children. No, you know, we still have certain things in our lives that are um, still constant. But the truth of the matter is our, t- our lives have totally changed. And so we looked at the launching pad from a personal level like an opportunity to reinvent our lives, uh, uh, to put into this location all the things that matter to us. We've got my brief organizations. We've got his you know, Americana memorabilia. We've got the opportunity to do cruise nights and car shows. And I have my restaurant where I'm able to You know, our our menu is very diverse. We're bringing back a lot of the old school things that all the local people remember that are are near and dear to their hearts. And then I'm also infusing in my heritage and my upbringing, and we're bringing in some Southern ideas as well, and we're also incorporating some new. And so I see that as the way our lives are going, too, and it's just been a really Really, an opportunity for us to really infuse all the things that are important to us, and what we've found is it's really resonating with a lot of people in that aspect as well. And they've enjoyed following our journey and understanding our concepts and why we're doing the things that we're doing. And it's just been an amazing opportunity, even on social media, to truly connect and to share our story through the whole way. I mean, we started sharing our story from the very beginning, and so people have kind of been able to see a life process happen and and not just from a business standpoint but from a personal sharing as well as to why we're doing this and it's and it's been a it's been a really it's been a fun journey and it's just beginning
0: <laughs> so other than that holly barker what do you do to keep busy
1: <laughs>
0: well, <you know laughs> that's amazing. It's,
1: it's funny i don't see my life anymore as a as work and personal i see that i live my passion every day. And, you know, it's not about just, you know, financially making yourself secure and stable, but it's the people that we're working with. Um, what we do every day. It's all of it is um it's just it's working out living out your passions and that's really how I see myself. And yes, I'm very busy right now, but um I know that God puts people, places and things in my path as we keep moving along and I'll be able to to continue even to do more um, because I'm going to have the right people in place doing what they need to do and also what they're enjoying doing. So it's, it's, it's just been, it's almost like we're growing a new family
0: too. Holly, thank you for sharing so deeply and extensively about who you are, who Tully Garrett is, and what you are manifesting together. This is going to be inspiring to so many people. Let me take a quick break. Holly, you take a breath. I'll take a break. And when we come back, I have some more questions to you. And I definitely want to pay some attention to the Gemini giant. That's an extraordinary phenomenon in and of itself or himself. Did you know that there are 38,000 carjackings and 6 million car accidents occurring each year in the US. Now you can protect yourself and your family with Sabre's new Safe Escape automotive tool. Sabre, the number one pepper spray brand trusted by police worldwide, offers the only three in one car tool of its kind. The Safe Escape features a seatbelt cutter to slice through malfunctioning seatbelts in seconds, a stainless steel glass breaker for speedy escape, and Sabre's Maximum Strength Pepper Gel with a range of up to 12 feet and 25 bursts per canister. That's one safety tool that helps you escape to safety after a serious accident and helps protect you against dangerous threats you may encounter while driving or walking to or from your vehicle. Now available at SabreRed.com. That's S-A-B-R-E-R-E-D.com. Use the offer code AmericanRoad and receive 20% off your purchase. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. We are talking with Holly Barker, who with her partner Tully Garrett have achieved something quite remarkable for the sake not only of the Mother Road, Route 66, but for the benefit of posterity and the benefit of those who like to take to the open road looking for the wonders of yesteryear and experience it in the glorious present. That is quite an achievement. And so when you're in Wilmington, Illinois, the next time, go to the launching pad. You'll find it a wonderful eatery, and that is expanding because, as Holly can explain, they they brought it along very meticulously and methodically to the place where it has now benefited from a grand reopening, having been restored from a state of disrepair, and it's ready to serve you whenever you stop on by, and I know you're going to get a friendly welcome from Holly and Tully and friends what is your staff over there by the way holly how many people you have working there
1: well we opened our very first day of opening the restaurant um was february 9th and within about a week and a half we literally had to bring in almost 16 people and we just grew another two so we're we're hovering around the 20 person mark and of course we are open seven days a week from 11 until 8 p.m currently but as the uh, year moves forward, right now we're kind of like in test kitchen mode where we're testing out the pro- you know, our products and our menu items, and we're, we're adding people and we're training. Uh, so we think by the end of April, the first week of May, we're really going to have everything dialed in exactly the way it needs to go, and we're enjoying the input that we're having online and from the local community as well. And what we're going to be doing is toward Uh, The summertime, we're going to be expanding our hours into the morning hours so that we can accommodate breakfast for guests because we are often one of the first stops on Route 66 when people get off the plane or they've been, you know, hanging out in Chicago all weekend and then Mondays are often very busy days for us, and it's because people are hitting the road. So it's not uncommon for us to get here in the morning and there be a large crowd in the parking lot. So we want to be able to be of service to those people. We want to have our doors open. We want to be serving coffee and juice and pastries and oatmeal and some, you know, hearty food um, for them to help them hit the road. We're also going to do box lunches, things like that. So we are expanding um, and down the road, I'd say next year, we might even be turning ourselves into a 24-hour diner.
0: Oh, wow. That would be magnificent.
1: Wow, what a dividend. During the summer, it's just nonstop all the time, people coming through at different hours. So I think we're in a good place and a good position to be able to move into something of that nature once we have our sea legs up.
0: Holly, you reminded me of the old real estate axiom, location, location, location. You have that down. And then once you go in, here's a quote from your partner, Tully Garrett. This is from your website, and I'll have you mention that in a moment. But Tully Garrett said, We are creating a vortex of healing and happiness in the town of Wilmington, Illinois, that will be felt worldwide. If Tully ever gives up the restaurant business, he has a career as a poet waiting for him. That is a beautiful <laughs> way to express the creation of something that once was and is once again. I love that.
1: Well, it's really true. There is there's something about Wilmington. There is an energy here that um, you would feel in a place like Sedona or some other areas where there's just so. When you have a sense you know, almost a century of people coming through a location and the level of traffic and the level of interest and all of those things. There's, the history here is phenomenal. I mean, it's just it's outrageous. I mean, right down the road from us is a little uh, abandoned white building that was called the Eagle Hotel, and it was one of the first hotels on Route 66. Right above us, we have Madewin, which is a buffalo preserve. And what a lot of people don't know is that the buffalo were actually the first to start the Route 66 lines, because basically it was uh, the, uh, the the you know the people up here they followed the the migration pattern so that there was already almost like a trail laid and then that's where they laid the ground you know the um, the pavement and then they put up the railways and they put up the um, phone lines and so when you've got that much building and that much ingenuity and that much Interest around you, and there's also buildings where um, Abraham Lincoln was giving talks and doing negotiations here. There was um,
0: an area where there
1: was a, a location for the Underground Railroad, um, and all of and this place was actually called Little Canada for a while. So there's a, a huge amount of history just right in here alone, and when you get here, you feel it. I don't know any other way to describe it. Feel it.
0: If I'm in Chicago and I decide to get on Route Route 66, I've actually been where it begins. I almost go blown blown away because there was so much wind coming through that skyscraper canyon right at the start of Route 66, and I could barely keep my hat on when I had my picture taken there. But if it's I the
1: windy city,
0: it is the windy city, and there I was living proof that day. It was all I could do to hold on. When you leave from the beginning of Route 66 in Chicago and you head out to Wilmington, Illinois. How much time should you plan? How many miles, how much driving time given that we're talking about a road that was decommissioned. We're not talking about traveling the interstate.
1: Right. So if you're starting from truly from the very beginning which is Jackson Street, Adams Street, it really depends on how much time you're giving for your full trip. A lot of people come over and if they have a good if they're giving themselves a good 3 to 4 weeks of time, you know, that's where they can stop in Berwyn. They can stop at at Lou Mitchell's Coffee Shop in downtown Chicago, where that's one of the very first locations. And they can truly take their time getting down to this point. Literally, you know, it could be anything that you want it to be. It it could take you a half a day to get here from downtown Chicago, because there's also things to do in Joliet. You know, there's the White Fence Farm, there's um, Delray's Chicken Basket, there's a lot of Of locations above us before they actually get here. But when some, you know, if someone is in a hurry and they're trying to do Route 66 in a week or they're trying to do two weeks, I would say that they need to get here pretty quick and it would probably be about an hour or so drive. Um, If someone is truly taking the leisure route, you know, give themselves a half a day to get here. It really just depends on how much time they have allotted for their vacation time.
0: And you know, and make, like I
1: said, there's so much to do above us and then from here all the way down to say Pontiac, that's an hour's drive if you really stop and go to all the different locations. It's just, it's really yes. honestly varies and it's random based off the travelers needs.
0: And if you're going to plan that thoroughly, make sure that you're in Wilmington for a trip to the launching pad when you're hungry. You can plan your meal times accordingly. I wanted to also give you an opportunity. I want to pay some attention. We owe owe some mad props to the Gemini Giant. About uh, him, we will say more in a moment. But if people want to find out more directly about, there's the article from spring 2018 about the launching pad in American Road magazine. But what is your website?
1: Our website is www.geminigiant.com. Now, that website is currently under construction. um, We are adding information to it. We've been so busy that um, it's just been one of those things that hasn't been fully developed yet. But what I would recommend for people to do is if they have uh, Facebook to go straight on to our Facebook account, which is the launching pad, it's very active. We've got about 100,000 views on it per month and uh, about 13,000 followers, and half of them are probably locally or regionally located. Um, But that's where all the action is right now is on Facebook with uh, the launching pad. And we're also on Instagram as well.
0: That is plenty of information. Nobody has any excuse for ignoring this wonderful spectacle. And speaking of spectacles, there is the Gemini Giant, known as the guardian and protector of the launching pad, 28 feet tall and weighing in. I'm talking about the Gemini Giant statuary itself, 438 pounds I believe it is. Holly, please tell us in the last couple of minutes that we have about the Gemini Giant and the connection between this magnificent piece of architecture and the launching pad which is adjacent to it.
1: Yeah, so the the, the Gemini Giant landed here in the parking lot from outer space <laughs> in 1965. I'm just kidding. Um, he his mess that the, the the interesting thing about him was, International Fiberglass, when they were creating uh, all of these muffler men, they only created about four that had a space theme to him. And actually, the Gemini Giant is the last remaining giant that has been, of course, that's still standing and out in full display. The other ones have actually been lost or destroyed. We don't know where they went. There was one that looked very much like him that was. On Coney Island, uh, but he's really the last one that has the space theme to him. Um, he, again, like I said, he was purchased in 1965. They put him out. They, he didn't have that name when he came here. It was the contest that was run by the little, you know, and won by the little girl that had used him as, the, you know, the name Gemini Giant. So that's kind of the background about him. Um, I think that the the thing about him that's so there's just a lure to him, and the thing that everybody likes to do is park their car, get out, and have their picture made with the Gemini Giant. I think that of, of everything that's going on and the connection to the launch pad, that's the main reason why he was put out here in the first place was everybody's going to want to get their picture made, and then they're going to get out of their cars, they're going to smell the burgers, they're going to see the ice cream, and they're going to want to come inside and eat. And, and that's really the connection. From the launching pad to the Gemini giant was it was an attraction to draw people in for, for dinner and for lunch. And it works. <laughs>
0: uh, it works. And how, Holly, because I've seen the pictures and I, I'm just putting myself in those pictures and saying, if I'm along that street, there's no way I'm not going to stop. I mean, That's just it absolutely right. Captures your attention, and then right there you have the launching pad. And uh, whether you're hungry or not, you want to go in because the, it's a lovely atmosphere, lovingly restored. And I think that you also have a souvenir and gift shop in there as well.
1: Yes, we do. There's two things that we have. We have um, we have a Route 66 Welcome Center that we're developing. So when travelers come in, they can have you know their their meal. But um, in the middle of the building have an area that has a Route 66 welcome center and then we also have the museum so people can go in they can see we have a whole wall that's dedicated to Route 66 history and the launching pad history and then we have a full wall of Americana memorabilia of Hollywood of rock stars of all kinds of things of that nature and then we have a wall that has the information about my network and my organization for grieving people so we kind of have like an all-encompassing room that covers a lot of our different interests, and, um, and, and, and we're having a lot of fun with that. I mean, Holly, I, I can't a, thank uh, you okay. enough.
0: Our time has run out. Amazingly, it's gone so fast. Holly Barker and our thanks also to Tully Garrett. You folks are doing a wonderful thing for America by by restoring this beautiful piece of Americana. Yesteryear meets the future today on Route 66. Thank you, Holly. I'm going to be in Chicago before too long. I will make a trip out there so I can shake your hand myself. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity and have a great day.
0: Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky representative co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview, to preview, actually, the current issue of American Road Magazine. Until next week, drive safely, everyone, and dream well.